Coleman and networking legal platform, Ladies of Law, Ella Watts is a personal injury paralegal who set up Ladies of Law in November 2021. Since then, she's amassed over 1.6k followers, with the team and brand ambassadors spreading the positive message. With her drive and passion for supporting, connecting and celebrating women in law, Ella hopes to inspire and empower all women in the legal field, whether they are thinking about pursuing law, studying or well into their legal career. So to start us off, what inspired you to start your popular account, Ladies of Law? So I thought about it um, for about a year. I did my research um, and I was just really surprised to find that even in 2022, that 60% of entrants into law were women since 1990. However, partners, they only make it to like 33% of women, the partners. Um, I just found that really shocking. I thought we'd made a long, you know, we've come a long way, especially since the Disqualification um, Act in 1919, but we're still not getting equal pay, equal opportunities. Um, and I don't think that the value that women bring to the legal field is being recognised even now in 2022. Um, so I really wanted to bring something that was sort of a network of connecting women as well as empowering them um, to pursue law, to have the confidence to do it and to celebrate all women in law, no matter like what stage of the career they're at. Um, so as well as empowerment, like I said, it's a network connecting women from all different stages, um, even if they're just thinking about studying law, if they've already started or if they're well into their career. Um, I definitely wanted to bring a sort of platform that did everything to try and motivate women to get into law, to believe that they can do it. Um, and yeah, that's how it started, really. I did my research sat on it for a while thinking oh do, do I have the confidence to do it myself um, and since actually launching the page it's actually empowered me um, just inspiring people and connecting all these women and having lots of people reach out and message to say this is great you know this has really encouraged me to just go ahead with it that to me is really empowering as well so it works both ways um, it's actually funny because I'd launched this page back in November 2021 and initially it was just on Instagram. Um, and then my nan told me that my great, great auntie was actually one of the first suffragettes of Cardiff, where I'm from. So we were like, oh, this all makes sense. Like empowerment of women is like in my blood. Um, so, yeah, so that was quite a funny fact to find out. But it's definitely, I think, important because we have made big strides since, you know, since we've been able to practice law and women in general in the world. We have, but we're not quite there yet and that's why I wanted to bring this platform to Instagram um, initially for women to be able to just support each other guide each other network with each other and just have a bit of fun really oh thank you that was that was a fantastic answer um, <laughs> and it's nice yeah it's nice to see that you've got some family connections there and um there we go <laughs> you know so I always think it's so it's such a good balance and it makes it seem so impressive when it's both inspiring but really factual and you've done all your research and you really know the point you're coming from and so it just yeah there's I wanted to find a reason to do it I didn't want to just put it out there and think you know what if people aren't interested in this or even if it had no traction or got any attention or helped anyone 
to just be able to do it myself. I've been educating myself since, so it's just a bonus as well that I've been able to learn about all the different types of routes into law and all the different struggles people have, especially women in law. Um, so it's been really insightful for me as well. But yeah, I'm really glad I started it and it really doesn't feel like work alongside my full-time job because I just really enjoy, I've made so many connections and so many um brilliant steps with it so far considering we only launched like I said in November the growth has been rapid but it's been it has been amazing so far well that's fantastic to hear and yeah definitely certainly some very rapid but great from just launching in November and then on the other side of things you were talking about your job and how this is sort of feels separate to it so could you tell us a little bit about your legal career so far yeah, so when I was in school, I wasn't really sure what to do. Um, I've always been quite good academically, um, but there wasn't anything that really shouted out to me until I was about 15 when I thought, oh, actually, I could consider law. Um, so there's, I think there's a lot of pressure at a young age to choose a career before we've like actually matured and developed. So, you you know, you've chosen at your GCSEs, you're pretty much told you need to know what you're doing to go to A-levels. A-levels, you need to know what you want to do to get into uni. And I think it's just a lot of pressure and there always has been, it hasn't changed to know what you're doing um, before you've even developed professionally and personally. So you're bound to make mistakes. And I mean, I went to uni at 18 um, and I, even though I'm only 24, I feel like a completely different person to when I was 18. It's not that lucky for everyone that they want to stay in the career path that they've chosen even as they grow up so I'm quite I do feel very blessed that I've actually I'm still interested in law and I still want to pursue it because that's not the case for everyone and that's perfectly fine as well if you have a change of direction and a change of heart as you grow um, for example like making mistakes when I was 15 and we were doing work experience in school I had the option two options of where to go the first was Nando's um, which is quite enticing and the second one was at a law firm and because I was only 15 I thought well the law firm experience would be really great but I, I opt for Nando's I was like <laughs> I'm gonna go there for two weeks and have free lunch every day um, but that would have been really good experience but I did make up for it because when I was 16 I did two weeks um, work experience in an international law firm that really set the tone for my career because they were brilliant and I ended up going on to their academy where I was mentored for four years by a female partner of the firm who was really inspiring and she saw my growth throughout my A-levels and throughout uni and it was really great to have someone and a woman in the industry to aspire to. Um, so yeah I thought about law, um, I went and did the programs with the international law firm, I did the A-level law just to see if I like it, because you don't know until you've tried it, you don't actually know if you're going to enjoy that subject. Um, and thankfully, I really did. I found it really interesting. I then went on to uni. So I did my undergrad degree at Swansea University for three years. Really enjoyed my time there. It was a great uni. It was only an hour down the road from me, but I felt like it was enough independence to enjoy the full uni experience. After uni, I decided I needed a break. I'd been thinking about law since 15. I was 21 and I thought, you know what? I really need to have a break from this. So I decided to go traveling for a year and I had a gap year before doing my LPC. So that was amazing just to be able to connect with people all over the world and have some fun, experience different cultures um, of Southeast Asia and Australia. Um, and then I came back and I think that did me the world of good because we'd been 
plummeted into lockdown. I was feeling really motivated, really ambitious. And originally I was going to do the LPC over two years. Um, but then I decided, you know what, we're in lockdown. Like no one's doing anything. No one's going out. Let's just get this done. And that's what I did. So I did the LPC. So after eight years of deciding I wanted to do law, I finally got my first legal job in September. A great firm. Um, and I'm now a personal injury paralegal. So the firm is great. It's got such a nice culture. I love the people I work with. And I felt like as soon as I started, I really fitted in. And that's not the case for everyone. Like some people have to, you know, try a bit harder to get in with everyone. And, you know, I'm quite a bubbly person. So I don't find it that hard establishing relationships and making friends. But I also understand it can be a bit more difficult for people to sort of get their foot in with the team. Um, but thankfully, new, uh, where I work is literally a lovely firm um, and they've really helped me and supported me. And, you know, in some firms, you can you don't even see the directors. You don't have any relationship with them. You don't interact with them. Um, but to be fair, where I work is really inclusive. Um, they like to have all your ideas on board and take on everything you say. So I've been really lucky and I'm actually really enjoying it. Wonderful. That sounds yeah that's a very long path I feel like a lot of people do um you know it takes so long to get into law and a lot of schools don't offer the law a level but it, I think it can feel like a really long process um obviously I'm the same I, I've not studied law at university so it's also been feels like it's a long time but um no, but I also think your input talking about a gap here and having that breaks really helpful to hear and things like that because I think you know after a while it can seem like it's constant training and then school a levels and continuing on and on and being able to have that break but then the idea that you can continue pursuing your passions after is definitely yeah exactly and you know they always say do it whilst you're young which it which is true you may as well do it whilst you're young and you haven't got you know responsibilities of families and things like that to go traveling but at the same time I don't think it's ever too late to do what you want to do you know if you decided to go to uni like yourself to do a different degree altogether um and then decide on law or if you've had a whole career and then think oh actually I think I want to go back to uni or do a legal apprenticeship then I literally think it's never too late and that's when I came home and I thought you know what I've had a great time um but I wanted to get stuck back into it and just thought I'm just going to do it yeah that's um it's very inspiring career path and and also doing it on top with you know we've spoken to a few people before that are doing it with also the sort of Instagram accounts inside of things and working on also inspiring other people um, and we've had different inputs about how that's managed um, and kind of what drives people to want to do that on top of their jobs. So what would you say your main aspirations are for your platform? Um, to keep growing, keep connecting, um, keep inspiring women in law and those thinking about it. I do want to do more events. Um, we do have a first event um, in oh, about two weeks where we're having a ladies of law lunch the first one in Cardiff so that would be great to actually meet people that I've probably talked to through the platform but not met in person and it's great obviously I know that Covid is still around but at least we can make that happen in real life rather than over Zoom all the time um, so yeah definitely more events um, we do have lots of exciting plans such as collaborations and, and people organisations that want to work with us We've grown our ambassadors, so we now have 38 voluntary ambassadors. So they represent the brand and spread our positive message. Um, 
and it's been really great to connect with them and help them as well. So, yeah, although it can be difficult with work, I would say that is one of the challenges. Um, I don't see it as work. Like I said, it's just it's so nice to be able to do it. And although I feel like right now I don't literally stop <laughs> working, you know, till five and then my evenings and weekends are filled up with events or panel speaking and all the admin work that goes on with it and all the background stuff. Um, you know, we, we do have a lot of exciting things coming up. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I did see you at the Ladies in Law lunch and it looked very exciting. Um, unfortunately, I'm too far away from Cardiff, <laughs> but no, that sounds like I'm sure that, uh, you know, I can't imagine any aspiring female lawyer wouldn't want to get involved in something like that. It just, it looks fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, so also similarly linked to that, and you've talked about aspiring women in your podcast thing. So what would you, if you, you know, if you only had the chance to put across one message, what would you say would be the most important message from your platform? I would literally say to just go for it. Like law is so much more accessible now than it has been. Um, and it's never too late. I mean, the skills you learn are invaluable. They're transferable. And law is not everyone's cup of tea. I get that, you know. Um, it's just a case of to just push yourself to do it. And obviously, make sure that you're making sure that you're happy, basically, because that's the main thing at the end of the day, that if you think, yep, yeah, law's for me, this is the career I want to do, this is what makes me happy, um, then I would definitely say to go for it. I do suffer, and I always have suffered really, from imposter syndrome, which I know a lot of people do. So I do know the feeling of not feeling good enough or clever enough. A lot of people say, when I say I've studied law and I'm now paralegal, they go, oh, you must be so clever. And there's sort of that standard that you have to well you automatically hold yourself to that oh I'm you know I must be clever to be doing law um but it's also it's hard not to have that fear of what if I'm not good enough what if I don't get into that uni what if I don't get that training contract or that legal apprenticeship um but you know the main thing with how I've experienced imposter syndrome is I've had a lot of successes over the years even if they were little wins and I never celebrated them my family would say, look, you've done this, this and this. It's like absolutely amazing. And you think, oh, come on, mum, you're just saying that because you're my mum, you have to. <laughs> but it's true. And I never gave myself credit for it. Um, so rather than using my motivation to be other people thinking I can't do it, I don't really care if people think I can't do something. My main motivation is proving myself wrong and proving my old self that, you know what, you, you thought you couldn't do that before and you did it. Um, so just make sure to recognize your successes, be grateful for your experiences and just make sure to give yourself credit, even for the little wins. No, I think that's really good advice that I'm sure would resonate with a lot of people. Um, people, I think it's so common people talk about imposter syndrome, but don't necessarily then do the follow up of how they or how they'd recommend dealing with it. So it's very helpful to hear kind of how you personally tackled that and not just let it affect your career. Yeah, definitely. And now I've learned that, you know, with imposter syndrome, I still do have it. It's a daily thing, not just in law, not just in my job, in my life in general, but it does start to get less stressful and makes me less anxious now because through the page through ladies of law I can recognize that oh I did help that person or that person went for that job because of the advice I gave and you know I don't know everything you know I, I'm a paralegal I haven't had my full legal experience yet so that's why it's great that the networking side of it that's where that comes in because obviously I'm networking and connecting people 
starting their studies who maybe want support and guidance from someone who's well into their career so it's all about that side of it as well and just making sure that everyone has the resources um to be able to excel and be an amazing woman in law hey thank you it's, it just feels very topical moment with international women's day having just just passed yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um and then so I slight I suppose in a way it's slightly linked to imposter syndrome um but a lot of the, the women in particular that we interview in this podcast sort of talk about they still feel that they face challenges or um sort of previously in their career they faced challenges so I was wondering what would you feel that was your biggest challenge either in your legal career or running and setting up ladies of law since launching in November 2021 the growth and interest has been more than I ever expected just started on Instagram and I thought maybe I'll reach 500 people but then within maybe not even two months I'd gone to maybe 700 and I already had a website, LinkedIn, Facebook group. Um, so I was reaching a lot more people than I expected, but it was just because I got so excited about the concept of it and I was enjoying it so much and seeing it grow that I just, I can't really stop working on it really. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's um, a difficulty of mine, but it's definitely, I'm conscious of time management. I'm definitely a planner and I do have to make sure that I have a good schedule to make sure that I can focus on work in the day, Monday to Friday. And then my evenings, my weekends are very productive just to make sure that I'm doing everything I can for ladies of law, because people see this page and they see, okay, there's the posts and things like that, but there's a lot of background work that goes on. And for probably about four months it was just all me and obviously the beginning beginning of a platform like that is the most important so now I generally love seeing it grow and reach more women and I do have a great team so now we've expanded there's still only a team of three of us but they're amazing and they've sort of taken the pressure off me a little bit um, and also the 30 brand ambassadors they're busy spreading the message in uni in work through their studies about a positive message so yeah, although it's not a difficulty of mine, it's probably one of the things that I'm thinking, right, need to make sure that everything's on top, um, obviously, in addition to imposter syndrome. No, thank you. That's I think that's a really helpful advice, particularly for kind of younger generations going into, well, probably not even the legal career. A lot of people do have kind of these other passions as well, not necessarily just, um, you know, inspirational pages and things like this, but it's helpful to hear from people who have very recently, you know, had a great success in it, but also have recently set up and uh, have learned how to handle that and deal with it. Um, and I think it's very, I suppose it's very topical for a lot of people who are coming out of university and going into their careers, but also with their passions as well. Yeah, and it's it's great to see that on Instagram. Like I think at the moment, that's the best platform that I've seen. I had no idea that there was this whole legal world of like influencers or law fluencers um, and people documenting their journeys into law and it's so nice to see how different everyone's journeys are like everyone's got so many different things going on in their lives all our experiences are different but it's so nice to see how everyone's navigating that and especially if you are thinking about doing law you can basically look at Instagram and look at this community of people who are willing to help you willing to give advice so I think that's quite reassuring for people thinking about it. No, definitely. That is, I completely agree. I had no clue that there was this whole world out there on social media. I always, when I was younger and interested in law, I really viewed it as, I suppose, very old fashioned. That they did, there was no sort of um, social media or even kind of any internet vibe of it at all. And it's been it's been such an educational but really helpful and inspiring experience. Kind of exactly. Getting, 
Yeah. And it's a case of, you know, when I decided I wanted to do law, my parents didn't go to uni. I'm the first one in my family to do law, first generation to go to uni. So at that time, it was you have to go to uni, you have to get uh, do the LBC, get a training contract. That's all I knew. And I basically had to learn all that myself because there was no one I knew in law, as well as teach my family about the process. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that you don't need to do that anymore. You can reach out to someone and just say, do you know what, I need some help with this. And obviously, that's what Ladies of Law is there for. Yeah, no, definitely. No, thank you very much. And I mean, I suppose the whole podcast episode has been a lot of advice and it's been very inspirational I find it very inspirational but to finish off and we often do it this way what would be your main advice for any aspiring lawyer right now who are just starting their legal journey faith in yourself that's the main thing because I didn't for a long time such as with imposter syndrome so have faith in yourself and you can I know it's a bit of a cliche but you can literally do anything you put your mind to I've learned that as I've got older um do use your mistakes to reflect dig down, think what could I have done better and make a list of exactly what you want so that you know you've got a clear plan. I understand that not everyone's going to know exactly what they want all the time. That's not how life works and things get in the way. But at least if you've got some idea and I'd also like to say, like, don't get yourself down if a plan doesn't go to plan um, because you need to just take grasp of every opportunity that comes to you. I didn't really think of getting into personal injury. This opportunity for of an opening at law firm came up and I thoroughly enjoy it and I love the culture of the firm I work in. Um, another one I'd say, sorry, I've got a lot of advice, but the only timer that you put on yourself, the only timer that you have, sorry, is the timer you put on yourself. Um, so it's never too late to start something and it's never too late to change your mind if you decided a career in law um, and lastly my main big one is being unapologetically yourself like that's what firms look for if you're looking for a job they want to see your personality you want to be the one that stands out you want to be the one that they remember so just make sure to be yourself and don't apologize for any little quirks you have or things that make you different because that is what makes you unique at the end of the day thank you I think that all very important and very helpful advice particularly the last one um we've spoken before about you know when you go into law people have this view of a lawyer whereas actually it's just who you are but that's the role you're doing it's not this whole big persona exactly yeah show your personality <laughs> well thank you so much for answering the questions and I found it a very inspiring episode and really helpful for someone Great, who's thanks for having me oh, thank you for coming very much